podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome back to that Chelsea podcast, episode five, the bonus pod, the one where we discuss the top four race. I'm joined by Jack Davies again and also Alex Major. Um, boys, for most of the year, the top four race has basically been teams stumbling over each other, no one taking advantage. It's been pretty poor, the standard of, of the performances from both our teams this year in the league at certain points. We've returned for, for football since lockdown. Both teams look pretty good. Uh, this top four race, what's going to happen? I'll let Mr. Man United uh, give us his thoughts first. Um, so, firstly, I want to say um, I think we're going to get top four um, on the Man United perspective. Um, Ollie, Ollie's got United playing the Man United way. The contract's on the table. I'll <laughs> <laughs> do a Rio Ferdinand. Um, no, but uh, so we played Brighton last night and we looked formidable. And I was saying um, to my dad, uh, who's watched United for however long, um, that this this is what I grew up watching United like, where you turn on the telly to watch Man United play Brighton. And it's not a question of if you're going to win, but it's a question of by how many. And you literally just turn on to watch the goals. Um, that's what it felt like. And I haven't felt like that. And it felt like that when we played Sheffield United at home. I turned on and I was worried because all the pundits were saying, United haven't won at Brighton since like 1980 in the FA Cup final, which actually my dad and my granddad were at that game and the replay. Um, interestingly enough, as which my dad told me. Anyway, I was I was nervous at the start, but then I was watching it. I was like, "We're just going to win this game," and it's just by how many. And it was amazing as a United fan to be watching that and um, and that feeling. That feeling. It's just the strange feeling uh, of of what I grew up watching United like. Um, and and I got it back the other night, and it was a nice. It was nice. I just thought I plugged it in, and and for that reason, and you look at our running, which I'm sure we'll get onto later. Like, I can't see us dropping too many points, um, if any. Our only really tough game is maybe Palace away, but with no fans, it's not really that tough a game. And mm. Leicester away on the final day of the season. So, I think I think Chelsea there for taking. Um, I'm not sure we'll quite catch Chelsea, but I think we'll catch Leicester. Leicester look pretty average to me, and I think they're slipping. Yeah. Yeah, it's, let's say, watch the game. I only, as soon as Greenwood put United 1 0 up last night, I turned off. I was like, this is game over. This United, <laughs> it's, this United team, it's, it's crazy because I look at the, the development of that, that side, and, you know, when, when you had Mourinho, I looked at that United team and obviously, you know, Solskjaer's coming, he's made, you know, some good signings, but you still, you know, that front line is, you know, largely similar to what it was under Mourinho. I guess you've got Greenwood now, you know, comes in or maybe Dan James on a wing. Yeah, but, but Instead of Lukaku. 
That's true. You don't have Lukaku. But mm. I looked at United under Mourinho. I didn't fear them. I thought they're thoroughly average and I always thought, you know, we should beat them. With United now under Solskjaer, I still don't fear them, but I'm yeah, very wary of them. Times this season. I know, I don't fear them. But, have you scored a goal against, against us this season? I don't yeah, when Batshuayi did... Batshuayi oh, yeah. yeah. Well, consolation goal. <laughs> no, no, it made it one all, and then Rashford scored oh, that worldly it? free kick. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. But, no, I know, look, I, j- I Jake, because I do think United are beatable, as yeah, you know, they've shown, but... And, but obviously, you know, they are a lot improved from even, you know, the back end of last year where you sort of go, oh, it was just a one-off. You've yeah. seen United grow and develop as a team and, you know, that their defence looks pretty solid on the whole. You've got a top goalkeeper despite what Roy Keane may think of him. <laughs> and you've got a pretty potent attack. Yeah, I think, I obviously, the... the um... Your your listeners probably haven't tuned in to listen to United fan ramble on about how well we're playing, but the difference is you were getting with Mourinho and last season this season you get like Matic or like Fred like jog up to two banks of four in front of you at Old Trafford, and he just wouldn't know what to do. You'd have Daniel James on the right wing just stand there like give it to me, give it to me, and then. <laughs> And then you'd have like Rashford like trying to do flicks and tricks that he's probably not good enough to do yet. Um, and there was just no penetration there. All of a sudden you add Bruno Fernandes and Pogba back into the mix. You give a ball to either of those. Pogba's a world-class player. I think Bruno's got to do it for a longer period of time. But these boys can pick a pass out of anywhere. You look at some of the stuff Bruno's done and they just create goals. And every time we get into that final third, we look like we're going to score now. And that's going to be the difference because... How many points have we dropped to like Crystal Palace at home, Southampton at home, Bournemouth at home, Burnley at home? These teams that we just can't get past because there's no movement. But all of a sudden, we're like a fluid attacking side, threatening. I was um, going to just like bring you in on that because I actually remember watching your the game against Burnley at Old Trafford before you signed yeah. Bruno and you lost you lost 2 0, I think, and you'd never really looked like scoring. Yeah. How much of a difference has he made to that team? Because before your midfield was solid and workmanlike, but probably, you know, with Paul Bringer didn't really have that creativity. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable, honestly. Um Gary Neville was banging on about the impact he's made of like how big it was. I can actually compare it to what my dad compared to last night when Cantona came in and he was just that spark that we needed. I'm not saying that we're gonna go anywhere that the twenty twenty is gonna be anything like the nineties for United. Um, I hope they are, but I don't think they will be. Um, and I don't think Bruno Fernandes is quite the calibre of Cantona, or at least hasn't proved that yet. But just what he gives us, the dynamism and attack, um, and he allows all these players like Greenwood and Rashford and Martial, he just allows them to flourish and allows them to make runs off the ball and like, you'll find them. Um, you hear like Andy Cole and Dwight York said they just love playing for United because they knew when they made a run in behind, they wouldn't have to look up and Skulls would be pinging the ball over the top and it'd be at his feet ready to score. Um, and that's sort of what's starting to feel a bit more like at United, which is good science. In terms of the top four race, though, now, I'm, we're still a way back and there's still work to be done. And I, it could so easily go back to square one where, like, Bruno's not performing or Martial's not scoring hat-tricks at home. And we, like, pick up a draw to Bournemouth at home or something ridiculous. Um, like, I, I, it's far from done. We, we're still chasing. And... Not only that, I think Wolves are looking very dangerous as well. Yeah. 
Well, I think the big thing then with the Europa League taking place after the Premier League, it doesn't really affect them. The you know the schedule yeah, travel. Yeah, also. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big. That's a big factor. We've heard a lot about you know United. You know a lot. Alex got a lot of confidence in them getting top four. I've said to Jack, we we know we we've Chelsea. We've looked pretty good since the restart. You know, probably not a bit. You know, same same exciting levels as as United have. But Jack and I was, you know, pretty talking on the podcast about the performance against City. Um, but it was more damning was our performance against Leicester in the FA Cup, where we were so poor, where Frank said it was probably the worst performance he's seen since he's been there. When Jody Morris says if that game had been in his back garden, he'd have drawn the curtains. <laughs> <laughs> like, you've got then that Leicester team, who were near full strength with the exception of Madison, against... Look, that back four was changed massively. You know, there is a much changed Chelsea team. Obviously, you know, changes came on in the second half to make it stronger. But they look poor. And, you know, they've struggled for form recently. You know, I think it might even be in the league. Two wins in their last 10, I think, in the league is the stat. And they, you know, lucky to get, lucky to draw at home to Brighton with Schmeichel saying the more pay penalty. We've mentioned, you know, Wolves are on the up. Chelsea and United for top four, Wolves getting fifth, and potentially with City getting banned from the Champions League, depending on when their appeal gets heard. Oh, that's, that. yeah. yeah, City, I think that's 13th of July. I think that's when the decision's made. Uh, okay. So we've got Leicester, who are third currently, and for much yeah. of the season have looked like they're going to be playing Champions League football next season. All of a sudden, boys, could they miss out and even potentially finish as low as sixth? Based on form, yeah, well, it looks it looks like it's that way. Something's something's got to change for them quickly if they if they want to um, pick up points and challenge for that top four. Um, but like you said, I'm, I've seen it's two. It is definitely two wins in ten in the league. Lost lost to us in the FA Cup as well. Um, so that's not looking great for them, uh, especially with them watching teams like United perform like that last night. We're starting to play a bit better. Wolves are definitely the dark horses. Um, yeah, I think I think it'll be I think it'll be United and Chelsea in that third and fourth position, and then if either of the other two, I think. Yeah, I've just got Leicester's um, fixture up here, so they. Um, away at Everton tonight, which the way they're playing, you can't see them picking all. Well, three. I, I don't think Ancelotti's lost at home yet with Everton. Yeah, yeah, Everton is starting to play better. Still, there's a lot of work to be done. Yeah. Um, I mean, we beat uh, 4 0, so that doesn't say anything about them. Yeah, they can't even score against Brighton at home. Yeah, so what when they like go to the Emirates? Well, <laughs> <laughs> Arsenal, um, ooh. yeah, but they, they've got to go to Tottenham as well. They've got to play us at the King Power on the final day of the season. I think it'll be amazing if all four because you guys got Wolves, haven't you, on the final day? Yeah, uh, is that at the bridge? Yeah, yeah, um, and we're, we're at the King Power, so that's mm-hmm. going to be all four teams, probably, unless we drop points and. Maybe Tottenham and Arsenal can get back into it. No, um, Arsenal are gone. Oh, yeah, Arsenal are gone. gone. I'm sorry, but Tot- yeah. Tottenham aren't too far behind, I don't think. They're, they're still, like they're still they're like nine, behind six, nine so, points six. behind us. They're nine points behind us. Yeah. That's too much. 
That's too much. Aim, aim recovering that. Yeah, maybe that's too much. Um, anyway, those four teams could be really exciting. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like such a gooner. Just like talking about how exciting it's going to be if we get into the Champions League. I mean, this, this is what I'd this like. This is the reality. But... What has happened to our clubs? Yeah. This is what I've been yeah. saying to Jack. I was literally like, I, te- I don't. The FA Cup's not a priority. It's all about top four. I don't like this attitude. Yeah. You know, being supporters of these big clubs, you know, you expect trophies, but ultimately, I think we've talked about, especially for development of this Chelsea team, be huge if we're in Champions League next year, the new signings coming in. Hundred percent. I th- I think for um, on the United perspective as well, if if we don't get Champions League, Pogba leaves, Sancho or a player of the like probably doesn't come, and you're left with Daniel James and um, Fred in the middle, <laughs> and you're back to square one. So I actually think it's going to be so crucial. Um, yeah. uh, if if we do get Champions League, like players, I think like whether we are going for Sancho or whatever. Um, Players are going to be looking at United as in a team on the rise. Um, there's still an attraction with Man United. I don't care what yeah, anyone of says um, about playing at Old Trafford and everything that comes with the club. Um, yeah. well, you've only got to look at you've only got to look at Fernandez coming to you. Exactly. Playing badly. I, I just want to say on him what I've seen. He just looks not single-handedly, but. The difference since he's come in. I've seen him on the pitch, like half times, and the camera's been on him. He's scored a goal or whatever. He's coming off and he's got his arm around the player and he's talking to them, telling them something. He looks like a leader and sort of has a bit, seems like he has a bit of an arrogance around him in that way. Like yeah. he's come in, he's telling them, this is what we need to do to win. And he, he just looks like a born winner from yeah. what I've seen. Yeah. I I heard um I, I do have one slight concern. I think Gary Neville raised it that he his early career, so he was at I think Palermo, did like all right, then went to Sampdoria, again did like all right, then got his move to Sporting Lisbon where he started to turn a few heads. But yeah. it's not you know, it's not your traditional like burst in the scene, this guy's unreal, which is sort of yeah. the player that we've seen at United. So Hopefully it continue, but I've just got a couple of doubts where we can do it long term. Nah. Fair enough. Fair enough. I guess you know we've sort of mentioned Wolves as a as a challenger. I said, Jack, we played Wolves at a perfect time early in the season. They start the season off slowly. Yeah. Had Europa League. We beat them five two away. I mean, <laughs> like, how they're going to be? They're just one of those annoying teams that they're defensively pretty solid and they can look pretty, you know, toothless or ordinary. And then they're just a moment of brilliance, like their goal at Villa yeah. of the weekend. And you just go, oh, they just won't go away. Mm. Yeah. They're the only, definitely... I, think they, I watched them play Liverpool away at, um, at Anfield and they're the team that look most like beating them um, that I've seen all season at Anfield. And quite honestly, they were the better team that day, and they probably should have won. Yeah, yeah, that was very like tight for offside or something. I can't remember. Um, and I think they were hard done by that day. They're they're a quality side, and I, it's exciting that I think we're going to be adding them and maybe Leicester. We'll see to maybe a potential top eight. I'm so excited mm, for the Premier yeah. League. 
We say I top eight. It, it, de- it depends. It depends. I think. Yeah, but Tottenham and Arsenal are still like they'll reinvest, mm. and they'll, they'll as well. Everton with a full season with yeah, Everton. I, I I think Everton might be one because you know you look at Spurs. You know they bear in mind they have just taken a borrowed a massive government loan, and yeah. they you know they've got a lot to you know of Jose has got a lot of work to do with that squad. Yeah. I, I can certainly see Jose um, doing his usual act of complaining that he can't get the money and can't get the players. Um, <laughs> I'll be honest. In way that he's still the best manager in the world when he's not. Yeah. Um, uh, and then and then leave after winning like a league cup. Uh, yeah. Saying like, well, well, I mean, the Spurs, that, that would be, be a big success. success. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That is true. That is true. Um, but as well, Newcastle United coming in with some investment, I think that will take longer. If the takeover gets approved, if. Yeah. Uh, and, and even if it does, that that, um, that time, rise so. of Newcastle will take longer than the Geordies think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, look at City when they well, came in. <laughs> you know, they're some, they had like Alana and Martin Petrov playing for yeah, them. Yeah. So, I hear, a lot, I hear a lot from... I've been to Newcastle quite recently and... Heard a lot of like, we're gonna get in Bappe Lake, are we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, Nitz? Really? Yeah. yeah. I was like, well, we'll see about that. I'm not sure Mbappe like grew up playing football, dreaming of playing under Steve Bruce, but we'll, we'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's one that got away from us. He, yeah. Mbappe in a Chelsea kit. Oh. Yeah. What could have been? <laughs> we talk but about. Yeah, go on. Sorry, we talk these, you know, the top this top four race. We've seen City this year, their form, they've still been pretty strong. They've still had a, you know, a pretty good season, but just by their standards, they've slipped off. You know, United have beaten them twice in the league. I think you've beaten them three times overall this season. Yeah. Chelsea beat them in the league at Stamford Bridge, played well at the Etihad. Is there a chance, you know, we've seen this, you know, phenomenal Liverpool juggernaut, just this ruthless winning machine. How close do you think, providing you know, you know, both our teams are invest well and aren't you know impacted badly by the pandemic? How close do you think we are to closing the gap on those two teams and potentially winning a league title? I think both teams probably three, three or four signings off, two or three. I don't know. We definitely need. If we're going to challenge, we need a centre-back, a left-back, a goalkeeper. Well, pretty, could probably do a whole back line, to be honest. But, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, yeah, I think a few more signings for both teams. What do you think, Alex? Yeah, I, I think it's about sight. I think we need two or three more attacking players just to rotate because you, you've got Rashford and Martial doing well in some games and not well in others. Um, and then you look to your bench and you're like, fucking hell, Daniel James. Um, <laughs> There's a theme emerging here that Alex isn't yeah. a big... It's fine, it's fine, you can swear. There's a theme emerging yeah, here that um, Alex isn't a big Dan James fan. No, i tell you what, if you're in the major household in the last cup, in the last season ever watching United games, Daniel James is not very well liked. Other than that goal <laughs> he scored at Southampton early in the season when he just like came in off the left and we thought it's new Ryan Giggs but he's not he's not oh, um, if he scored against us been... as well on the first day of the season on his oh, debut yeah but I mean everyone scored against you on that day <laughs> 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 um, 
<laughs> oh, what and that was been? the scrappiest goal ever as well. Yeah, it was. Oh, um, if only Leeds had managed to sign him on. Oh, yeah, could have been. That, that's where he belongs, though. Like he's a Stoke City player, he's not a Man United. <laughs> I don't know why he's wearing a red shirt at all. Um, but anyway, I think I think we still need time for Rashford to progress for. Uh, Greenwood to progress for McTominay I think to really stamp his foot on that midfield I like McTominay as a player um, I love him McTominay's my favourite player he's tonight. just such a shithouse player yeah but, it, but he's also got the technical ability he does also yeah. have some technical bid but he's just you know in your face he's very much a Jordan Henderson I think um, yeah just sort of does the simple things well um, and will just like leave everything on the pitch for the badge um, I think defensively um Bissak is unbelievable, but you know, like, couldn't cross his fingers. Uh, <laughs> he has he has improved a bit attacking wise though. He has, great. but he's just this like gangly mess that like goes <laughs> down the right and then just stabs a ball in and then just hopes that it's like um somewhere in the area where Rashford can put it in or whatever. I think um, on that part though, it's easier to coach and teach a player a fullback to attack rather than for them to defend. Yeah. So it's better for him to be good at what a fullback needs to be good at and he can then yeah. work on the attacking rather than be a Marcus Alonso <laughs> who can actually yeah. swing a ball in the net, score a lot of goals, but he can't he defend to save his life. Yeah, yeah, we've also potentially got a similar problem. Potentially, we you know, we've done our early days. Reese James, brilliant going forward, but has struggled defensively recently I mean he got torn apart against Bayern Munich but I mean again who didn't yeah. Honest, honestly yeah. the best team I've seen us play in a long long time so good yeah um, uh, I've watched a bit of Bayern recently uh, certainly in the Bundesliga and they haven't looked as good as you and Spurs made them look um, uh, <laughs> but they're, they're a quality team they're a quality team don't get me wrong and uh, I think they'll go far in the Champions League. Yeah, oh, but, oh, no, I said I backed them to win the Champions League, but then I realised that they've got like a big break again before the Champions League starts. So I don't know how that will, how yeah, that will affect them. No, but on, on the reason I said it because I mean, look, we weren't great that night. We weren't brave on the ball that night. We basically it was sort of just a classic. You know, if you sort of hop back to 2012, it was basically just pray for something similar along the lines of that 2012 run. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen because we don't have that defence. Yeah. But but in terms of I've not seen a Chelsea team get that outclassed on a pitch. Mm. From, honestly, like that Liverpool, they looked better than Liverpool when we played Liverpool. They looked yeah. better than City when we played them. Honestly, that that was what you know, full of praise them because I think they're the best team we played this season. That just shows that we're talking about sort of us going forward, whether we're going to challenge for the league. Um, but if we do get on the European stage, like both us and you, we go to like the Allianz, we're just going to get torn apart. And like I can see it now, I can see Maguire's legs flailing all over the place. <laughs> um, I can see the hair letting it through his legs or something. I, like I just, I, both our teams are a long way off. And speaking of Chelsea, from an out outside point of view I think um, you've got a basis there you've got I honestly think Pulisic can be your hazard for the next few years I really believe that that's quite a big statement um, nice. but I think, I've, there's a lot of similarities especially just his dribbling stunt his low centre of gravity as well yeah yeah, it's very much like him yeah uh, and I've spoken to you boys about this previously that when Hazard went to Real Madrid 
And quite often before he went, you were looking around when he wasn't playing, like who's going to create something from this team? Yeah, we're not as one-dimensional. Yeah, no year. one. Yeah, we're definitely just... not as one-dimensional. I've yeah. not seen. Yeah. I can't remember a Chelsea team like relying on one player as much as they were last year on Hazard. Mm. Like with, yeah. I mean, with Conte that first season, we had Costa and we had Pedro and William. You know, Fabregas, Fabregas, yeah, well, yeah. and we had that solid midfield base. And even in the second season. Like Willian, someone like him still stepped up to the plate and scored, you know, big goals. Mm. And obviously, Hazard turned up, you know, in key moments. But last year, honestly, not seen a Chelsea team so one dimensional and so devoid of idea without him on the pitch. Yeah. It was or if he scary. just wasn't performing, nothing, oh. was, nothing was going to happen. Yeah. We've talked still, about it. Do you still think that you're a bit like that, though? Like, I watched you against uh, Leicester the other day. Um, but that's there, also, was, there was a bit of that, and it was only again like Pulisic really creating stuff. But it, de- yeah, I think it depends what you. Or it was a lob into the box for Tammy Abraham. That first half, like that midfield, like it's tough because Mason's played so much this year, mm. and he's probably just off it. And we we discussed earlier. I'm not a fan of Billy playing on the left of mid. I prefer him playing sort of a deeper role because that midfield ultimately there's not a huge amount of. But it's early days, but there's not a huge amount of creativity. And we, but Wink Pulisic starting was probably our only real major goal threat because with William, he's never, he's not really a cut in. He sort of gets pushed out wide and whips crosses in. Yeah. He's not got that attacking instinct. Yeah. He's got a great work rate, which is why Jose loves him. Yeah. He wants his wingers to, to track Trap. back. But he's not got, it's what Chelsea have ultimately struggled with without a striker for recent years is, you know, too much reliance on Hazard, but we don't have a clinical goal scorer. Yeah. What's, what's your opinion on um, Tammy Abraham? Because from the outside looking in, like when I see his name on, on, on the team sheet, we're playing Chelsea, I'm just not threatened one bit. He's, I honestly think it's a bit like Fellaini, if Fellaini played up front. <laughs> that's hard. No, that's harsh. I think that's harsh. I think that's quite harsh. <laughs> yeah, it probably is quite harsh, but... <laughs> It's just, it's just, it's just Peter Crouch in a Chelsea shirt. And yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Um, he started the season off. To be, really fair, to be fair to the lads, um, how many goals has he scored? Thirteen. Thirteen goals in your first proper Premier League season. Yeah, I, I've got, I've got a few things to say about Rashford. Plus, oh, okay. he's been injured for half the season. Um, missed quite a bit in the second half this season. To be isn't fair. bad, but I know what you're saying, Alex. If Going back to the if we want to challenge again, yeah, we need a challenge for a title. Tammy Abraham is not the striker that you want up front to go and win a Premier League title, which is why we've got Werner. Yeah, but do you think it takes more than one? Like, I look at say the United treble team, you had four quality strikers in that team, and your goal sharing them themselves. I'm saying it takes four, but. What happens? Look at look at City. You've got Aguero and Jesus. Yeah, um, what, Liverpool. What, you've got three. I know they're not strikers, but they play a different system. Yeah, and three. also going back yeah. to City, you've also got that potent goal threat. You've got Mares and Sterling. Yeah, and you know Which you're not getting from Willian. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mason Mount's got a few goals, but he's so, not. Yeah, but also with City, you've got that depth where you take Mares or Sterling out. I know Sane is going to buy him, but they've also just had. Oh yeah, we can just bring on Leroy Sane. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. They've had that depth. That's what that's what we're missing ultimately. But going going back to Tammy, he start well. I think his whole his hold up play is actually quite good. It's not as good as Giroud's, which you know everyone's going to draw the comparison to. Yeah, I think Giroud's a better player. player. I honestly think Giroud's a better player. 
with Giroud, he's more for you know we've we said in our last in our preview for West Ham we'd start him up front because West Ham a low block, get you know yeah. holding ball up getting flick ons. He's probably most ideal for it. But we saw, I mean, Tammy against City he was unlucky not to score. He won. He got the penalty where Fernandinho you know cleared it off the line with his hand, and he made an yeah. impact when he come on. I guess the big doubt with Tammy's is record in big games. His only goal against a big, a big six team who aren't even currently a big six team was Arsenal away. Yeah. I mean, he took it well, but yeah, obviously there are there are doubt there are like doubts with him. It's his first regular season, so I think you sort of got to probably give him another before casting a full judgment on him. But out of the academy players that we've got. I'd say the one that's most likely to be a mainstay is probably Mason Mount. I don't know if, if Jack agrees. I feel Tamori potentially, but I feel that he needs a leader alongside him, which he's not, which he doesn't have at the moment. And again, with someone like Billy, I think that will be a more potent, a slow emergency. He hit the scene like with his performances against Liverpool and Everton, but I don't think it's going to be a big like he's going to be starting games regularly next season or even. How old is it? Not, he's just turned 19. You look at where he's playing in midfield, and I'm saying McTominay's far from the finished article, but you look at the way that we've brought in Scott McTominay, who's getting like a couple of games on the bench, like maybe I can't remember how far back it was. What maybe when Solskjaer just come in, or when Mourinho Mourinho gave him his debut, didn't he? At the back end of the season, I think so, towards the end, but that's like a it's like a two or three year cycle. He's now 23 years old. Um, McTominay and I would say he's more or less an established player in the midfield so it's going to take time and it's similar to what I was saying with Greenwood for us like he scored six league goals this season like coming off the bench hasn't started many games but he's only going to progress from there but these things take time Yeah, these mm-hmm. guys aren't the finished article like from the first thing but you've got to be patient with them one thing also asked Jal obviously because you know Reese James we think can also be a, a fixture in this yeah I think he can but on hudson Adoy. I think a loan might be good for him. Yeah. Well, especially with the players that are coming in next season, he's probably going to struggle to to play. Um, and at that age, development is so important. So, yeah, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe a loan would be a good option. But at the same time, we're going to... Well, hopefully, if we get Champions League, we'll have a lot of games next yeah, season. And with so. Pedro, and Pedro is definitely going yeah, and, and looking likely to leave. Off, There's not yeah. actually potentially a huge amount of depth on yeah. the wings as well but exactly. I think we'll have to to see on that also got Ethan Ampadu's you know who basically had a season yeah. nearly wasted at Leipzig and the one game I've seen we saw him play against Spurs in the Champions Spurs. League first leg he looked quality so yeah. I was say, I think we've got a talent there but he just needs game time yeah, I think definitely. that's what both these squads have got there's young talent but there's you know potential because of the potential dearth of options there are the risk of overplaying them and running them into the ground it's going to be a new look Chelsea though because you you've not really had that come through not really since Terry and Lampard um, and Lampard even bought like, yeah no like, that was... sort of blood and youngsters you've always done it and just shipped them off to Vitesse Arnhem I believe <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, that, I think there was hope with Ruben there was hope with Ruben, and there's been promise that he's just been unlucky with injuries as well. Well, yeah. he went on loan. Court. He went on loan to Palace, and one of the boys that I play football with at uni is a Palace fan, Louis Newman, big Palace fan, and they said he was 
absolutely quality for them. Oh, they both absolutely good. loved him. I think that was that was big for him doing that loan. Really set him up for last season. He was really good last season. Took a while to come into the team, but was really good in the end. Um, yeah, just was unlucky with that massive injury. And it will probably just take him a bit of time. Yeah, he went to the World Cup in 2018. And I yeah. thought he was our best midfielder. Yeah. Well, I mean, I said, I said, like, I, I, I like Southgate. I like what he's done, but I didn't agree with some of his, you know, decisions during the World Cup against Croatia. I wasn't happy with that midfield he chose. But that's, you know, that's, that's you, for a separate pod. That's yeah. for, that's for a separate pod. Lashing, la- smash, smashing, no, brushing down Southgate. <laughs> but um, yeah. So that's we discussed sort of, you know, we feel that both our teams, you know a few signings away from potentially challenging for the league, but still a long way off competing in Europe. I, I think I can't see either of us challenging next year. Um, no, I think, I think we might close the gap, but I think it's still probably going to be a City-Liverpool title race. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, yeah. I think, and then we'll see what at the end of next year. But I, I think it comes back to the top four. I think the top four is huge for us, so big. Um, and I think, I mean, you've sort of already secured your signings. Um, yeah, your team seems pretty set for next year, but our team will be so you know so such a different look United to whether we get top four or not. And I, I think we should just have a word as well about uh, the teams that aren't getting top four, um, and maybe this for another pod where you just like laugh at Arsenal. But <laughs> mate, we've all I say is we've got two and a half minutes left on the Zoom. So yeah. unless you can like quickly destroy Arsenal in two and a half. Uh, no, no, no. I think that's for for you and for your viewers to all laugh at Arsenal. But um, I, I think it's just brilliant to see them because they they are they are becoming a mid table team. They're not. They will finish mid table this season, I think. Um, What's crazy but, as well? They offered Cedric Suarez like a four year deal, and he's played. He's not. Is he not played? He got him on loan from Southampton. He's not played. Yeah. Like some of their business is bizarre. And they were like, yeah. there was talk before the pandemic that William was going to go there on 250k a week. Yeah, like, or, and offering player, David Luiz, offering David Luiz another contract days after that performance against City is just David, David Luiz is an absolute. That just sums up Arsenal right now. <laughs> the fact that they like took him off you. What was brilliant, brilliant as well is David Luiz was actually quite good last year for us. You put yeah. in some big performances and was quite good in the Europa League final against them. But we've done well with our business. We we gave them check when we didn't really need him anymore. We've given them David Luiz. Mm. And, what, and then we've taken some of their good players in the past, like Fabregas and Ashley yeah. Cole. Yeah. As well with us, we gave them Danny Welbeck and we took Robin Van Persie off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, we, could, we could have a podcast where we just bully, we just laugh at yeah, Later on, that's a definite episode idea for you. <laughs> get 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 an Arsenal fan on and just bully them for however long. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But seriously, don't you know? We don't want to bully people. Mental health is very, very important. True. Uh, right. I guess that wraps it up for this episode of the pod. Thanks for joining us again, Alex. Uh, it's been a pleasure. pleasure. Thank you, Jack. And uh, until the next episode, keep blue flag flying high, everybody. Sports Social Podcast Network.